Welcome to iHope. We're here to bring encouragement and comfort from the Bible so that you can have a more hope-filled life. We are so glad you joined us here today, and we invite you to embark on this journey of discovery of the power of God's Word and how it can shape our lives each day. So listen in and join us as we explore how the Bible can provide hope and direction in our lives. Welcome back to I Hope. Glad you joined us again here with uh, Pastor Charlie and hey uh, myself. We are going to be continuing in our study of hope in the book of First and Second Thessalonians. So, uh, the last two weeks we have dove into First Thessalonians, and now we're moving into Second uh, Thessalonians. And and as we're looking at this passage, we'll be jumping into to verse uh, or chapter two. And verse 1, it says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there, there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition." We see right now where, where Paul is writing that there's obviously been some sort of of deceiving or influence in the church that's causing them to be shaken. Um, now, in First Thessalonians, we had the idea of the uh, Judaizers coming in and mixing works and, and the gospel and making a perverse gospel and going back to some of the old rituals. But now we're actually seeing that this influence is even even greater here. And uh, Charlie, you're going to explain a little bit of the the context in this in this passage of where we kind of see it, uh, what's happening when Paul's writing this. Yeah. So the beginning of um, this story basically it started before First Thessalonians, like you mentioned. Judaizers came in and they tried to tell the Thessalonican church or the Thessalonian church that. Jesus had already come and left them behind. And so Paul had to write 1 Thessalonians to assure them, Jesus is still coming. Don't worry about that. He's not left you behind. He's not forgotten you. And then he talks about like looking for Jesus and always being expecting his return and all of that. Then we get to 2 Thessalonians, and it seems like they took that a little bit too literally. And so they were just sitting on a hilltop in their lawn chairs with lemonade, just waiting for Jesus to come back in the clouds. And they quit their jobs. They stopped working. They weren't witnessing. They weren't doing church. And they just were sitting on a mountaintop together, kumbaya, not doing anything. Yeah, we see that definitely here uh, in Second Thessalonians chapter 3, in verse 10. It says, For when we were with you, this was commanded to you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. So right there, we see the example of, of people just kind of sitting there, quitting their jobs, not doing anything, and waiting for Christ to come back. And um, they're definitely being influenced by the wrong truth. We see, uh, again, a couple of verses back in verse 6 of chapter 3, it says, Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly, and not after the traditions which ye, he received of us. We see Paul's heart here is, is he, he is excited, he, he, he is encouraged by the Thessalonians, because when he was there, they were growing. They were accepting mm -hmm. truth. They were accepting what is believed. And and he's repeatedly through these both these chapters saying, when we were there, we were speaking truth unto you. We were speaking the gospel. We were speaking of something that uh, that that was something that was sure. But now look what happened. You're now shaken. Um, 
the chapter two, he says, you're shaking in mind and troubled neither by spirit nor by word. He, he said, you, you're, you're, you're not established. And a lot of times we can learn in our lives is a lot of times when we, when we move away from the focus of what the gospel is about or what, uh, of sound doctrine and truth, we can often feel, um, not established. We can feel like, uh, um, we're on uneven ground. We don't have something that's, that's, that's establishing our mind. And, uh, you know, we can go into some extremes of, uh, people that are focused on prosperity gospel where they think the gospel is to benefit themselves, uh, uh, uh maybe financially here on this earth. Mm-hmm. You know, you go into people that, that get into prophecies and get into healings and get into, uh, this, these, these other areas that, that people teach that use quote unquote, the Bible to support these things. But, but what is that? That's it's confusion. It gets the idea away from the gospel of 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 Jesus Christ, um, and and as we look at at this passage, that's exactly what's happening to the church of Thessalonica, and even the apostle Paul he says in in chapter three verse thirteen he says, "But ye brethren, be not weary in well doing." He says, "Don't get discouraged. Don't be don't be influenced by these these people that have the wrong idea of what the gospel is." but keep being faithful to that one true word. Hey everybody, it's Charlie, and you already know that we have nothing to sell you. We don't run any ads on our podcast, and the only ask that we could ever have is for you to leave a review, to share, or to rate our show. So this is all because we want to help other Christians have a better relationship with God's word, and the best way that you can help us with that is just to leave a review. It takes about 10 seconds. You don't have to pause the show or anything, and it costs you nothing. So leave a review. Let's get back to the show. I think what it looked like for them was different than what it looks like for us, for sure. Um, none of us are sitting on a hilltop waiting for Jesus to come back. Like our temptations and our unshaken or our shaking up, like our false things that we believe, they look different today for sure. And like you mentioned, like healings, prosperity, gospel, um, any of those kind of things. But we also like to tell ourselves little little stories about mm-hmm. what the Bible says when it doesn't really say that. We like to have our pet practices and our pet theologies yeah. that the Bible doesn't say, but we have learned or that we have told ourselves. And I think when we allow ourselves to do that, we become just as effective as people who just sit on a mountaintop and wait for Jesus to come back. Yeah. We're not living out the gospel. And because of that, we're shaken from our sure foundation. We're shaken from our established foundation into something that's not what Jesus died for us to be. And I think that's where next week, part two, we're going to look at what the established doctrine looks like, what what hope does when it establishes us. Yeah, when we allow the gospel... The, the, the foundation of what the gospel is, how that's going to impact our life. It's not going to confuse. It's not going to shake up and cause us to, to, to fall or stumble or be misaligned, but it's going to establish. And, and we see that verse many t- uh, that, that word being used many times. And uh, leading into that for next week, we'll be looking at the last verse of 2 Thessalonians 2. It says, Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work, word and work. Paul reminds them, he says, You might have been deceived. You might have been shaken by some of these, these misalignments of what, truth is and what the gospel is 
but he reminds them the gospel is going to comfort. Yeah. The gospel is going to establish. Keep doing the good word. Keep doing the good work. And, and these he gave warning upon warning. Be careful who you listen to. Be careful of what you're what you're allowing to influence your life and and determine what actions you are what what actions are being put out in your life. Um, the gospel is going to produce fruit. Yeah. The gospel is going to reciprocate and influence others. It's not going to cause us to sit on a hill and to just focus on ourselves or just look at our own mirror. And But the gospel is, is meant to spread. And we see that throughout the whole entire Bible, um, that the gospel is meant to be reciprocated. So I'm excited as we look at, at uh, next week of the, how the gospel is going to establish us and and in verse uh, chapter three, establish us, keep us from evil, and looking towards that blessed hope of Jesus Christ. We look forward to seeing you next week as we dive into chapter three. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you've been encouraged by I Hope, why not share it with a friend or leave us a review? Until next week, God bless.